You're listening to the Kang's Cast podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Kings cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of a fun episode just last week. Ryan and I came on and talked about some of the real hot issues going on in Kingsland, as always, and particularly Luke Walton. We had a good conversation around Luke Walton and the blame game that's continuous in Kingsland and how um, maybe firing Luke Walton might not have been the best thing as we go into the end of the season. But we'll see, because things really have changed in this last week. But if you're looking for anything Kings cast or that episode, you can always find that streaming wherever you find your podcasts. Bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan, was good, man. What is up? This is our second podcast with the new mics. Big fan. Um, I, I cracked my beer a little too early this week. I was going to make start making that a thing, like cracking my beer in the mic is like my signature. I already effed that up after two episodes, so I think I'm going to get away from that. Um, on a positive note, Eric came up in the fucking clutch, got us... Two tickets to the Sacramento Kings and Utah Jazz. What is that? Wednesday the 28th, Eric? Yep. Of April at Golden One Center. So Kang's cast is going to be in the fucking building, baby, for the 2021 season. Super Seems- pumped. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. no go I was going to say, you know, I was going to say, see me in section 104, blood, with nobody. Nobody's around <laughs> us. It's, it's, it's a great, yeah, it's going to be a great so, time. Um, one thing, you know, I, you know, we have stickers and stuff like if hey, all right, so I'm just, I haven't talked to Eric about this yet, but if you are going to the gang and you're a Kings cast listener, like hit us up, DM us, whatever. Do we got some Kings cast stickers? Maybe I'll keep an extra Kings cast tea in my back pocket for the first uh, listener to come up. But no, for real, if you guys want to like come chat, dude, you know, everyone's like super uh, interactive on the Kings lands page. We are going to be there Wednesday, the 28th, dude, we're super pumped. Um, yeah, Eric, you really made like my month, dude. Like when you called me today, you're like, Hey man, got these tickets Wednesday. Uh, so yeah, super pumped for that. Um, other than that, I mean, it's kind of been a shitty time to be a Kings fan, dude. I feel like that you, we say that more often than not, but, uh, yeah, let, let's get to it, man. I'm sure we got a lot of takes going. No, well, I wanted to give my little touch on the game. I mean, you, you, you stole all it. We'll definitely, I'll definitely be bringing the stickers. I've been dying to get rid of those. Uh, occasionally, you know what I do? Um, allegedly i do this i should say allegedly to the, to the sacramento code enforcement i allegedly do this 
Um, I take my, you know, I like to ride my bike on the, on the uh, American River Parkway up here, Ryan. And then sometimes, you know, I take, I take, uh, I take my ride downtown and go to the, to the G1C just to put, you know, just to lay eyes on it, you know, and just see what's going on down there just because I can. And uh, I slapped those stickers allegedly on poles. Allegedly, I hand them out to people and, and, and you know, so if, you, if they're stuck on building stuff, it wasn't me, but, you know, but that's, that's all I really do. I never, because, you know, we've, we've been doing this and we don't see anybody. We haven't gone to any games. We don't get to interact with anybody. So we got all these stickers I'm trying to get rid of. And I know you got the shirt. So it'd be a good time. I mean, maybe some people that we've been cool with and we've made some connections with out there in Kingsland will be at the game. Maybe we get a beer with some folks. I'll definitely be drunk though ryan i think that you'll be drunk too we should tell oh that, dude right? so okay so eric being the the great older brother that he is realizes you know like my days off are thursday friday right i'm a police officer days off during the week and being the great big brother that eric is he got us wednesday night game tickets so i can go up to sack get a little drunk not have to worry about work the next day Super clutch. So yes, I I am showing up to the G1C. I will already be drunk. Already um, be drunk. Already be drunk. Um, can't wait because I really like the chicken strips inside the G1C. That's my favorite. That's my go-to with a barbecue sauce. Uh, so yeah, hey, looking forward to it, man. People come over, man. Let's have some beers. Let's talk. Let's bullshit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be acting a fool, man. Because honestly, there's nobody in the stadium. Like yeah. I'm not expecting anybody to fucking be there, dude. So like, you should be able to hear me from cross court, man. So I'm super pumped. We're about to get loose. You you know what? One thing I'm gonna do, Ryan, is I've been. I, I really. I I think I'm gonna do this. Okay, L- listeners, let me know what you think. Comment on the thread. But okay, Ryan. A couple. It was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Kyle Draper, the guy who does the the yeah. the yeah. TV. You know, he occasionally fills in, so he's on the broadcast. And they were kind of teasing that fans would be back in the arena. And, uh, you know, you know, you know, from doing Kane's Castle, you just, you just talk off the cuff sometimes and shit doesn't always come off correctly, but it's a little different when we're doing this fucking podcast. Right. But this guy, he says, he says, I can't wait to touch and feel all yes. the Kings fans. Yes. He said, yes. <laughs> so he goes on the, he goes on TV and says, so I've been, I've been tweeting at him pretty much anytime he calls games or anything or anytime I remember, really, I tweeted him and I say, everybody run. Kyle Draper's coming for that booty. <laughs> so I'm thinking about holding up a sign and say, saying something. Yeah, like, hey, I'm here for you to touch and feel me or just something along those lines because uh, you know he he immediately probably – it was one of those fuck-ups that you do on air. You're like, ah, oh, Jesus, I, that was kind of weird. That was kind of weird, you know. But um, I don't know. I don't know how many – you know what? how we got him is I put my name down in in the uh, the email list. So – there was like there were a couple of people in Kingsland who were already posting their tickets, and they were I think they were season ticket holders. So I think they were they were letting those people go first, and so I was just kind of waiting. My I, I honestly didn't think that I was going to get any. I thought it was going to be like they were going to be crazy expensive or really difficult to get. But I got the email and I, and I logged right on, and for sixty bucks each, dude, I was able to snag those lower level, which is uh, quite a deal. I mean, you know, so. I'm excited. It'll probably be, what do you think? It'll probably be the only game I'll make the effort to go to. I think, I think I'll just, I'm good with one. You know? Yeah. I, you know, we've been talking about it, you know, this year, usually me and Eric go to multiple, multiple games a year, but you know, we were talking about, it. let's just get our one in this year and then, um, you know, come in hot, come in hot um, next season. But 
Eric, you don't got to be modest, bro. You know we got those tickets because we're hashtag Kang's cast, bro. No, we got no perks. Zero <laughs> perks. Got, hey, if, we if got anything, no perks. Nobody even knows who the fuck we are. <laughs> if anything, it probably probably does not even work in our favor. <laughs> no, no. I, I think that, you know, uh, I, I think it wouldn't work in our favor, man. We're, we definitely are not one of those 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 people on King's Media Twitter. We're not King's Media, so, I mean, there's that, you know. Yeah, but you know how yeah, they all are. They all yeah. – I always say they all—they just love to smell each other's farts all the time. All of those people—they just—it's it's always like, mm, yes, yeah, good point. And, and and you know, interacting with each other—it's—it's kind of—they're kind of funny. I—I don't, I don't think we're—we try to be a part of that. We're—we're we're for the people, you know, for the fans, by the fans. You know what I mean? So, hey, let's get into some content though, because um, you know we had to kind of keep it light coming into the episode. I feel like because the Kings fucking suck. Honestly, Ryan, I was kind of thinking as we came into this. I was like, man, we're do we do a Kings podcast, and here we are late in the season. The Kings are on a nine game losing streak, and people, shout out to you guys for still listening, just because you you use just as hardcore as us, you know. But it's a, it's been bad. I mean, nine games. Our our boy Tony over there, Ryan, who we've been working with on Kingsland, he posted a thing today, Cap City Crown, and it said that the Kings are the, I think the first team. For, this is the first team in Sacramento era for them to have two nine-game losing streaks in one season. <laughs> so. Dude, and both of them were after winning seven of eight. Oh, How okay. fucking crazy, dude. So let's talk a little bit about that because I think you and I have um, – we have a take on this, okay? Um, I, I think that you you made a really good point after the first win streak that was followed up by that losing streak. And that point was that, that they played a lot of minutes and that they were taxed, you know? And that's what and, – and so when you're playing – upwards of, of 38 40 minutes every night um it's very hard to sustain that you know i think what's happening is late late season fade ryan is that um i think they're feeling the i think they're feeling the the results or repercussions or whatever you want to say of not building this team up in the off season with like a bench like we've always taught we've, we've been kind of talking about and how they never really had deep rotations. They never had a lot of guys that played so many minutes. I mean, you're, you're seeing it now where uh, Rashawn Holmes, you know, he's dealing with his injury and stuff. And so, I, to me, I think that's what it is. And I kind of wanted to go into the conversation because people are freaking out, and rightfully so. There was a lot of excitement because, you know, the trade deadline, they're winning games. And I wanted to kind of break this down for our take a little bit. But – do you think? Do you think uh, that we're? I know you kind of feel that way. Is there anything else you think that's the biggest contributing factor? What do you think it is? All right. So, yeah, minutes. I mean, the other day when in the Kingsland group text that we have, you know, I, I put it on hella minutes, dude, and like just rebounding, right? Like Sacramento's, I think, what second to worst in rebounding in the NBA, like you're not going to win games when you don't rebound, dude. So hella minutes in rebounding. And, you know, it's, it's, it's weird because they have a guy like Hassan Whiteside on the bench who like can hella rebound, but the guy's not playing. You don't know what's going on, but uh, it, it is hella minutes, dude. And that's why like, you know, Rashawn Holmes sat out last game was the game before buddy was out. You know, I don't think these guys are hurt at all. I think they're just completely tapped dude. They're gassed. You know, you got Buddy Heald coming out playing 36 minutes. You know, Harrison Barnes, every time I check the box scores, it seems like it's 38 minutes. Darren Fox, 37 minutes. Rashawn Holmes, 35 minutes. And it's like, holy crap, dude, you can't keep this up all year. And back in December, 
when these guys were playing minutes, dude, me and you were coming on here and I was making points like, Hey, you know, these guys are playing way too many minutes. It's, it's impossible to sustain success when you're playing this many minutes. And, you know, I, I don't think it's a, uh, it's not a lack of talent. It's 100% not a lack of talent. It is a, it, it, it's the, you know, the amount of minutes that these guys have played, you know, it's hard to be consistent when you're playing 35 minutes a night. They are taxed. And, and you point out rebounding. One thing I've tried not to do is I, what, what's happens, you, you know, is, is we talk about this theme that we've put on throughout the season on the podcast is the blame game where it's because you can always find one thing to blame. And I don't think it's really one thing. I think it's just a collection of things. One point that I've always been consistent about is, is that when you are a team like in the tier that Sacramento is, it's very important that you do have a, you do have like some depth and most importantly, you have versatility of lineups. You know, that's something that we've always, we've had a lot of conversations on here about. And by versatility of lineups, I mean that, you have different types of specialists who you know you know their strengths and skill sets. You can go out there with a three forward, a two, a three guard, two guard, two bigs, and you you kind of can do different things like that. I don't think that's the Kings have had that at all in their arsenal all season. I think they're trying to do some of that right now. You notice the lineup that they're rolling out the other the other day. You know. Halliburton's back on the bench, coming out, still playing. For for those of you who get angry by that. Quick point, Ryan. I know you feel the same way. He still plays like 30 minutes. So, you know, I don't know how much you guys are going to cry about that. 31 minutes a game almost. So, he's back on the bench. and They're putting out Harkless. You know, they're starting Harkless a, a couple games. I mean, it's not – what nothing's really working. I just don't think they're that deep. I think that they're hurt. I think that they – they're kind of one-dimensional. Overall, they're just, just one-dimensional, right? And, and they're talented. And, like, if, if you took their peak lineup at full health, we've seen it. They're, they're, they can compete. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is, is tearing it up right now. He's, he's, on a, he's on a streak. Buddy Hill has had a good second half of the season. It's not like the players aren't playing well entirely, you know, but it's just they're kind of one-dimensional, I think. They're one-dimensional, tired, and they don't have a lot of depth. That, that, that's what I attribute to. I, I mean, we can talk about rebounding. We can talk about defense, talk about shooting. We can talk about all these little things. And we're pro- everyone's probably right. But I think at the end of the day, the overarching thing is what we're saying. It's just kind of that one-dimensional lack of depth, yeah? Yeah, and, you know, yeah, it's depth, but it's, dude, you know, a lot of people every night, they're like, Sacramento, horrible defense. They're just terrible. They're atrocious. And it's like, you know, defense starts with rebounding. And Sacramento is absolutely horrid at rebounding, dude. You can't win games, man, when you when you have guys that, you know, when your starting center's averaging, you know, eight, nine rebounds a game, you know, and then half the games you have Harrison Barnes who's playing, you know, the four position and, and he's averaging, you know, five rebounds a game. And it's like, dude, where extra possessions, you know, it's just like rebounding is such a huge part of the game and everybody wants to point to, and, and put the blame game on, you know, our guards, oh, these turnovers, and oh, they, this, this, that. And it's like, well, when it comes down to it, Sacramento gets out rebound every single, every single night. Every single night. And, you know, they have a lot of guys playing a lot of minutes, and they're tired. And, you know, it's just it, – it's, it's multiple things, dude. You can't just sit there and point at one thing. It is multiple things. But um, there are things that you can fix pretty easily, I think. You know, like it's it, you know, it's not really hard to go find a, a good rebounder in free agency every year. 
you know, it's not really hard to go find some depth in on, you know, for guys to come in and play 20 minutes off the bench. It's really not that hard. You know, you, you've done the hardest thing and that's find a superstar point guard. You know, you've already done that, right? You, you have the superstar point guard. So I, I think moving forward, Sacramento's in a good position and, and, you know, really going to the offseason, you got to fill those vacancies. A lot of deficiencies all around. And you, you seem to focus on rebounding for me. I just, it's, it's yeah. And I, I get, so I get that, but it's just overall, it's just so difficult to go so hard in, um, you know, one direction because, because it's just a lot of things aren't going, aren't going that well. Uh, I think though that, we we can let's have a little bit of conversation about this, Ryan. Is 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 the blame game? And we always it seems to be something we 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 come on here and we give takes that are a lot of like counter takes to what kind of countering what we hear out there and give our take. Maybe sometimes opposing it. I don't know if that makes it makes sense. The, the, what I'm saying here is is like uh, you know like Buddy Hield for example gets all his getting all this blame. You know every day he gets the blame and. and We've talked about that. I'm sure we're going to talk about it again, but I, I, I felt like it was a good time for us to come on. And, and if, if anybody like the, the, I've, I've talked about it in the, in the threads this week, Ryan, it's, it's Harrison Barnes. Like, I don't understand why Harrison Barnes doesn't get any criticism at all. Like I, it, to me, he, he, he's making the same money like that buddy healed is, you know, they're, they're, they're on like the same contract type of deal. He, he's been very inconsistent. He's not scoring consistently. I, I'm not saying it's his fault or anything like that. I think he is what he is, and my expectations with him are what they are. But it's, it's kind of weird that when people try to find fault with the Kings, I never hear Harrison Barnes's names get thrown in the conversation. Why do you think that is? And do you think that's fair on my, on my part? Well, I, I, I think it's fair to call Harrison Barnes out. I really do. Um, but I'll tell you, the reason why people – don't call him out is because he kind of just does a little bit of everything. You know, he scores a little bit, he rebounds a little bit, you know, he plays um, a little bit of defense, you know, and, and on top of that, you know, he's like involved with the players association. You know, you always see him as like the guy in the community. He's just a good dude. Harrison Barnes, a good guy. And I, I really think he just kind of pulls at the little heartstrings of those fans, you know, so people are reluctant to call him out on some stuff. But, you know, look at his stats, right? For a guy that plays hella, hella minutes, all right? This year he's playing – holy shit, dude. He's playing 36.3 minutes. 36 minutes a night, dude. That's insane, right? You know, he he's shooting 48% for the field. That's cool. 36 from three, cool. But, you know, he's averaging 15, 6.7, and 3.5, playing 36 minutes a night, dude. And, you know, I'm going to have to go back and look, but I I wonder where he falls in line with minutes per game uh, in the entire NBA, dude. He's got to be up there. He has to be. He's playing a career high in minutes, and um, he deserves a lot of blame, dude. When you're on the court the most and, you know, you're not winning, like the, the finger needs to be pointed towards you and, you know, a lot of people like to point it towards Buddy, and it's like, man, like this guy, like you said, he's making similar money, he's playing more minutes, and, and he's really not producing, you know, like what you'd want out of somebody, you know, 15.6 out of your out of your small forward. Yeah, that's cool, but, you know, 6.7 rebounds, three assists. You know, I, I just – I expect more. I expect more for Harrison Barnes, and, um, you know, I, I really do think he, he deserves a share of the blame. That's the thing is I don't really expect more because he's doing exactly what he's shown throughout his career. He does. 
it's just that it's just a little thing that I want to, I'm sure we're going to have to talk about this because I, I think this is going to be a bigger, uh, I think it's going to be something that's going to come up in the off season. I mean, he was talked about as getting possibly getting traded um, at the deadline, you know, and that teams were interested and they didn't do that. But I, I just wonder, he could be somebody that if the Kings want to have flexibility and kind of retool this team and it, the, he may be a guy who might be on, need to be on the go. I, I don't know at this time how exactly how I feel. I, I would say right now I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But I, it's more this conversation really isn't about him. It's not about how I feel about him. It's just more that – to me it's just interesting. It's interesting that Buddy Hield, he's – you know, I, I think without without Buddy Hield, I, I think the Kings would be in a huge – they'd be in so much trouble. You know, I mean, the guy the, – he's – I mean, he's really a, such a good three-point shooter. At times, it seems like he's the only guy who can pull the trigger out there. And and with the money being basically equal, it just – I never hear anybody go after Barnes. And they're paying Barnes to be this um, this veteran, high-level wing scorer. And there's a lot of games where he puts up very pedestrian stats, like 14-2 and two or 13-4, and four, you know, things like that, which aren't bad. But when you're paying a guy – 22 million or 20 million or whatever he's getting paid you kind of wouldn't you like to see that guy bust well, off for the 28 sometimes well, maybe? i would like i would like to see you know guys who get paid are guys who do something elite right like there's guys in the nba who have gotten paid because they're elite rebounders you know andre drummond you know there's guys who have got paid because they're elite three-point shooters buddy healed you know, you don't you don't want to pay guys money who don't do anything elite. They're kind of just, you know, middle of the road and everything. They do everything well. You know, they're not going to kill you, but they're not going to affect the win column that much. You know, in in all reality, Harrison Barnes is the fourth player on a team. You know, he's a he's a fourth scorer on a team, and and that's why he was that's why people loved him in Golden State because he you know he was the fourth guy, dude. You know, he had Steph and Clay and Draymond, and then there was him. You know, and then he went to Dallas, and Dallas was the shits there. They tried to ask him to be the number one, number two scorer, and Dallas was horrible. You know, so, um, you know, here in Sacramento, they're asking him to be a two, maybe a, you know, a 2.5. Him and Buddy Hield are getting that 2.5 role behind Fox, and that's just not their roles, dude. They're 3.5. You know, they're that 3.5 role, that four role, and, and they're getting, you know, they're getting asked to do things that, um, shouldn't be asked of them, but because of the the size of their contracts, so you're going to get asked that, and you're going to be held accordingly. Well, that's what happens when you're when you're a bad team. You it's it you've seen it throughout every sport everywhere. You know, uh, bad teams put players in positions and elevate them past what their skill set is. It's very common, and some guys do well by it, and they're and some guys don't. You know, it's even going back to Rashawn Holmes. It's like his stats are elevated because of the role he's in, right? And it's the same thing. I think that's why people's hate is on on Buddy Heald. To me, I, I talked about this. I had this like same conversation with someone on the thread the other day, and those are great points about a th- being a three to a four. Yeah, I think Buddy Heald – if someone said, well, we get it, bro. You love Buddy Heald. No, I, it's, I, I don't – it's not that I love Buddy Heald. I just appreciate Buddy Heald for what he is, and I think that he's – if Buddy Heald was a three on your team, I think your team's really good. You know, if the and and I was, I think that the Kings were hoping that HB would be a two. He would be the wing scorer. He'd be an eighteen a game, seventeen a game. When you're do, when you're putting up seventeen, eighteen a game, that means you're breaking out for twenty eight on occasions, twenty five on 
on nights. You know, you have that, that top end ability where it seems like that's not the case. He never really reaches that end. And that's the thing about Buddy Hill. He's a, he's a three point sugar guy. You know, he, he catches it, he shoots it. And when you, when he's the second leading scorer and he's being asked to do that, I mean, that's where a lot of people's frustrations come up on him, I think. And I think that, um, I just, you know, like I said, the blame game, I don't, we don't like to play it. I don't want to do it, but it's just, I put the question to you people out there and, and is the, like, why, you know, why, if you have a guy, a wing score to be a number two, why, why is he never, ever get any type of, uh, you know, questioning, I guess is, is my point. And so that's why I kind of thought maybe we come out here and, and do that. You know what I mean? Um, I got to ask you this though, Ryan, because we did a whole episode last week and, and I, in the intro, I kind of teased it a little bit i asked you point blank i said because the kings were on a losing streak last week and everyone was hating on on luke walton and we kind of we, we we came out of a whole episode and it was i would not say it's we got a couple hit up a little bit after ryan and someone said oh you should have called that like the defense of of luke walton it was not a defense of luke walton right we weren't defending him and talking about how great of a coach he is i think we were just kind of saying that you can't really blame the guy for the shitty lineup and issues when you fire coaches maybe that's not the best thing right now so that was kind of the tone of that episode right but i have to ask you because i asked you this this last week okay i said if the kings continue to lose and suck out this season will your mind change and you said no like i'm kind of what do you think now like what do you think now because no. they're on a nine game losing streak no 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 still no <clears throat> no because who are you gonna bring in and that's what i said you know unless you and i i said last week on the pod it was you know if you can get like brad stevens Right, who's having a rough season in Boston? If you can get a like, if you can get a guy like Brad Stevens, you know, then yes. Or you can get, you know, I, I don't, I don't know who else is out there, but you can get a a coach who's proven, right? He's been to the Eastern Conference Finals. He's won playoff series. You know, he's proven he knows what it takes. He's, you know, he's been in a winning, you know, on a winning franchise. Then, then yeah, you make the move. But for what is out there, like, I gotta, I. I I saw today on a post, dude, on, you know, I, every once in a while, you know, I still follow the Sacramento bench mob. And I saw on the bench mob today, dude, that somebody posted, would you be open to, you know, to Dave Yeager coming back? And it's like, it's like, holy shit, dude. Like, what do you guys, you know, a year ago, a year and a half, whatever it's been, you've been, you're bashing the hell out of this guy for, you know, we want Luke Wall, we want this. And it's like, oh, you know, it, it's the situation, dude. So there's really, who else is there, man? Who else is there, you know, that there is no reason why Sacramento can't give McNair a full offseason with Luke Walton. There is no reason why Sacramento can't give Luke Walton until the All-Star break next year. And if at the All-Star break next year, Sacramento has not improved and they're not in playoff contention, then you're goddamn right. You fire him and you let Alvin Gentry take over for the time being. But even then, you know, I've seen people calling for Alvin Gentry. What the hell has Alvin Gentry done? What has Alvin Gentry done besides get fired in the NBA? Right? Oh, oh, he was on the Warriors staff, so was Luke Walton. You know, oh, he's the head coach in, in New Orleans. You know, the players loved him. Yeah, that's cool. Great. Still got fired. <laughs> you know, like, you haven't done nothing. You know, there is not a coach out there, you know, that is available, that has been on a part of a winning pr franchise and, and has won games, dude. I just don't – there's nobody out there. So, you know, if you want to do something right, you, you give – Halliburton, who's a rookie right now, you give a young superstar, Darren Fox, another year in Luke Walton's system, and you see where it goes because it's not going to hurt you. It's not giving him an extra three months, you know, per the season. It ain't going to hurt us. So I'm, 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 I'm holding that. I'm holding that. You keep Luke Walton until the All-Star break. 
I just wanted to give you give that ask you that again. I just wanted to ask you yeah. because we did a whole episode last week and and it's like shit got dire since our last episode. It really did. I but mean, I, I I but, think but you, you you know I made that decision thinking you know like all right if things got you know you asked me out last week and it was you know well if they get worse you know you know worst case scenario would I fire Luke Walton and I'm like nah still no. no. No, because you, you you know, bad teams, dude, bad franchises, there's a lot of turnover. And I brought up the same thing last year with football. You know, when you have a young quarterback and they keep getting, you know, a lot of people want to blame the quarterback. Well, it's like, well, the quarterback's had four offense coordinators in five years in the NFL. Is it his fault or is it the franchise's fault? Because, A, you're running a different system, so every year he has to learn something new, you know. In 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 B is are you just a shitty franchise, dude? And that's that's Sacramento, dude. You need consistency. You need to give your players a chance to to play a full offseason in a system, dude. So no, keep Luke Walton. Un- unless unless there's somebody miraculously becomes available, you know, you keep Luke Walton. My take on it is more uh, well, I did the episode and I dropped my takes. I mean, that's how I that is how I feel. I, I think I don't think it's going to change anything. Basically, is is no. my point. But at the but at the end of the day, man, you you start you start losing, and if I mean, who's to say they they can they they drop four or five more straight? I mean, they they very damn well could. You know, you finish off of your year, and you lose. You know, say you lose something of like fifteen of your last twenty, something weird like that. That's tough, and someone someone gets blamed for that. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if it does happen. I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. But I brought this up last week as well. Who is going to come to Sacramento? Okay, and the examples I used, you know, Jason Kidd, you know, like a Jason Kidd, maybe. You know, people have talked about Chauncey Billups being a head coach. Chauncey Billups, you know, those are the type of guys you're going to get, dude. You know, guys who haven't really had a lot of head coaching experience. Chauncey Billups, zero. You know, Jason Kidd, a little bit. You know, but that's the type of candidates you're going to get, dude. And, you know, I don't think those guys move the needle any more than Luke Walton does. You know, so it does not hurt you in the long run keeping Luke Walton an extra three months. But it does hurt you in the short term if you move him. Because who's to say, you know, you move Luke Walton right now, it takes Darren Fox a whole nother season and Halliburton a whole nother season to get used to the system. Okay? So there you have another wasted year, Right? And then, you know, 2022, 2023, they kind of get the system. They're still not good. And then all of a sudden, that new coach is in the hot seat again. And we're talking about firing him. You know, there has to be consistency. You've got to give somebody a chance. So, but, yeah. I, I, think that, I, I think that one thing that people I, – I think that people this year have been some – they've been in, like, the tank. You got a tank, 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 right? Or you've been in uh, we need to compete, compete, compete. And we're, we're – and if we don't – finish where I'm going to be super disappointed. And I think for us, we've kind of been in the, just play it out. Don't, don't go backwards. Don't tank it out. Don't trade everybody and blow every fucking thing up and freak out. And then don't do the same thing. You don't 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 mortgage your future to the point where you can't have any flexibility, but at the same time, try your best to compete for that spot yes. and whatever things fall, they fall. And I think people have a very hard time. It's something we've been preaching, right? But it's people have had such a very hard time landing in that spot with us. Where where it's like if they don't make even if they don't make the if they don't make the playoff game no doubt it'll suck because I think that there was more to be had here and and I think that more to be had needed to be done 
going into the season. I think at this point, like there wasn't really a fix at the trade deadline. They waited too long. I think for one, one thing that we had to, I had to accept that I was, I didn't want Ryan was that, I think that this year was a period of evaluation on on the team, you know, and I didn't want to, I did really didn't want to accept that with the shortened off season with their lack of moves. And then the fact that they, they didn't really play a lot of guys and stuff throughout the season. And they've kind of gone thin and they haven't been very active and they seem to be okay with the results that are coming out of it. it we say they're showing you who they are, right? They are okay with going through this season as a period of evaluation for the roster. And let's focus on our young superstar and getting him to that next level. So for me, I think that tough pill to swallow because you want them to going into the season to go super hard for this playing game. And they didn't, I was disappointed about that. You were disappointed about that. They didn't do that. But at the same time, I'm glad they didn't tank. So it's like, I think that the, the two extremes are, are both at odds. Cause right now, because the tankers now it's like, well, we should have fucking tanked. See, we see, see. And I'm like, that's still not right. Still not a right take. Cause you're, you blow, you would have blown it up. And then the people who were like, we need to compete for the playoffs are like, well, we, why are we winning? You know, it's just a weird, it's so weird. This is one of the weirdest seasons we've gone through, but I think at the end of the day, it's a period of evaluation and just a uh, time to allow player development, because I think that they, there wasn't a lot of moves there to be had. And that's when I said, I had to accept that. And it's at the trade deadline. We had to accept that there weren't a lot of moves to be had. So play out the year you know, and evaluate your team. And I really think we can, we can really judge them and be harsher on them in the off season, in my opinion. No. Yeah. No, you're exactly correct. But that's where it comes into play. It's like, dude, you're going to fire Luke Walton over what you just said. You know what I mean? It's an evaluation year. There wasn't the trades to be had. It was a short off season. McNair came in with zero time to put together a team. And it's like for everybody calling for, for Luke Walton's head, it's like, dude, you know, I, I talked about it before. It was like, you, this guy had no chance, dude. You know, you, you gave him no chance with the roster, you know. And then, you know, even, you know, at the All-Star break, you, 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 you gave him some players. You gave him some depth. But it wasn't, wasn't to the point where it's like, okay, he has to, you know, this roster's good enough to make plows. You know, it's just. We gave him the guys. Like, yeah, he needs yeah, to perform. Yes, Marcus no. wasn't even playing, you know. Yeah, it, it's, it's a, you did a good job at the All-Star break. And you gave us some true NBA players. Okay. I, I, I commend, I commend the, the, the front office for that. We've talked about them here. It was, they were good moves, but you know, the team's losing right now. And it's like for everybody pointing fingers at Luke Walton, it's like, like, he's such a shitty coach. He doesn't this, he doesn't that. And it's like, dude, come on, man. The guy has been put in an almost impossible situation. And it's, but that's typical Sacramento, dude. People, you know, when you're, when you're calling for tanking and, and teams losing, every other year you want to fire your coach, dude. At some point it has to stop. It's well, got to stop. I, I, think that, I think that no heads are probably going to roll the way, the way it's looking. I mean, no heads are, are going to roll. They're not, what are they going to do, you know? <laughs> they don't have like a super deep roster where they need to blow everything up. I, I think that, like we've said, the contracts are fairly manageable. You know, is they're de-escalating the big ones. Darren Fox is taking that next step. Hal Burton looks like a good draft pick. They have their draft pick this year. I just don't think it's going to be – I think they're, they're okay. That's my point. I think it's my point. Whatever happens, I think they're just okay with that. I, don't, I think that they've evaluated it, and, and we're smart. I think I like to think that they thought along the lines that we did because that's what they've shown us. 
you know, hey, there was really no benefit to blowing this whole thing up. You know, there wasn't really a benefit to that. That what, what are you going to do? A couple picks higher? I mean, the way they're fucking playing right now, the bounce, the balls bounce a couple different directions. They might move up in the draft anyway. It's a freaking lottery, you know. So I think they're satisfied with the result of whatever comes out of this, and it's really tough for everybody to to, you know. And, and I will say this, Ryan, it makes Kingsland's always better. Right, what do we say when they win? And it's just yeah. tough, you know. Get a couple dubs underneath your belts, people. Your your tune will change, you know. Honestly, I'm enjoying De'Aaron Fox getting loose right now, getting real loose. He's taking that next level, and I think that if anything, that's you know that that's exciting because he's you can't he's he's getting to the point where the national media cannot deny the stats. You know, you can't deny them. They're getting to that level. You know, they just need a couple dubs to go with it in the future hundred percent you know and it's like that saying you know what what that what that reporter from espn say in the beginning of the season it was uh john moran is who Darren fox thinks he is you yeah know, bullshit, stupid right? shit stupid shit like that it's like nah you might want to flip that around dude yeah you know Darren fox is who john moran thinks he is you know Darren fox has taken the next step dude anytime you're averaging 25 plus a game in the nba you're you're legit yeah so Hey, hey, he can tell him suck my dick and balls from the back, oh, bro. That's what I say. Hey, hey, at least one plus came from this season, dude. Darren Fox took the step that we that we were begging for him to take. Yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on real quick, Ryan, because you you said it, you glossed over it, but it's always a post on there, and I felt like we got to address one of the posts on there. The Kings are having one of the worst defenses ever. Yeah, that sucks. That's not a good thing to have. But you know what, though, I saw a, a stat the other day during the Suns game. And it's just like the off offensive ratings are crazy now, and that the they compared the this year the Suns' offense this year pace scoring all all the offensive numbers they compared that to the Steve Nash, Stoudemire, Sean Marion, you know, Quentin Richardson that that team they compared the team's offensive stats, and this year's Suns team just completely blows them out of the, of the water offensively. And then also if you go look at I saw a graphic and was all some of the worst defenses of all time. Like they're all this year. So it's just, you know, it, it is, it is bad. (laughs) So I'm not saying it's not bad to have one of the worst defenses uh, of all time, but there is just to some context to it. Everybody's kind of playing that way right now from what I can see, you know? Yeah. Game's changing. You know, it's the game's changing player. You know, people are taking more threes. They're doing all this crazy shit and, but yeah, I mean, I, I still don't think that you know, you you still don't ever want to be like one of the worst defenses <laughs> the worst, of all time. The like, worst of all time. <laughs> yeah, like you know, all 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 the uh, inflation around the NBA, like aside, like still, you're still the fucking worst of all time. Come on, you know what I mean? Like you you never want to be the worst in the NBA at anything in per in a season. And Sacramento is the worst. But hey. You need some fucking rebounders, dude. That's what it comes down to. You well, need somebody was, to fucking rebound the ball. If something came out of King's cast, you know, yeah, you know, tonight it's rebounding. All right, Ryan, I got before we sign off, I got I'm looking at the Ross or the schedule. Okay, we're playing at Mavericks Sunday. Do they get the dub? Is the, do we are we off the Schneid against the Mavericks? Yay or nay? Yay. Okay, you're going for it. I'm gonna say it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Um, one of the games against the uh, the Timberwolves. Well, that's, that's gonna be well, my guess. I, well, I think you know, and we've talked about this before on on the pod. Is I think Sacramento matches up well against Dallas, right? Because Dallas isn't a very good rebounding team, right? They're they're not a very good rebounding team, 
and who the fuck is going to guard Darren Fox? Yeah, that'd be that'd be an interesting matchup. It comes down to you know yeah, that's what it comes down to you know it's like oh you can say the same thing about Luca whatever but nobody ever you know nobody ever guards Luca right the dude's gonna get to the foul line you know but on the other you know if you try to put you know somebody who's super important to Dallas like Tim Hardaway you try to put him on Darren Fox he gets in foul trouble they're screwed you're definitely not putting Luka Doncic on him you know you know Finney Smith you're gonna try to put you know, it, there's guys you know who the hell are you gonna put on Darren Fox and stop him and and that's why I think you know. I, I would take that all day, dude. I think Sacramento matches up very well against them. There you go. Off the Schneid Sunday. Ryan, I think that next episode, I'm going to see if I can get the guys and do a Kingsland episode. It's, it's about that time. We do them every three to four episodes. Hit up KC. Maybe maybe Tony from Cap City want to drop by. Uh, so if you guys are out there, throw down the takes. Hit us up um, when we do that episode. So, Hey, guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find me and Ryan on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and Kingscast Ryan. And we're very active on our Facebook group, Kingsland. Um, and then if you're liking the show, fan of the show, want to support Kingscast, slide down after the show, give us a five-star review and let us know what you think. And then to stay up to date with the podcast, you can check us out anywhere at Kingscast. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kangs. Kangs. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory.